Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Seven names you use, shall we say, every day. But one of these names doesn't match its fellows, not because that name changed, but because it didn't. A name for everything, but what's in a name? The name of this host is Eric Goldstein, and the name of the show is Namely. The days of the week in their names are a story of conquest, compromise, and the gods. <laughs> the gods! This, this is, is a, a story, story about, about me! Excuse me. Yes? Would you mind cutting the echo? We only have a short time for the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, no problem. Problem, problem, problem. Proceed with your story about me. First, who are you? I am known by many names. Oh, I love names. Jupiter, Zeus, Joe. Yes, I have. J-Dog. <laughs> Hold up. J-Dog? I have never heard of you going by that name. I'm reinventing myself. <laughs> New millennium. I'm going to stick with Jupiter. You know, planet name and all. Man, I can live with that. Well... Being immortal, I can live with everything. <laughs> I want to let you know, Jupiter, this show isn't really all about you. I feature prominently, I assume. You're mentioned. Then move along. I can't wait to hear about myself. The seven-day week is entirely arbitrary. The day and the year, those are based on astronomical events. But when it comes to the week, humans seem to have made it up. So why seven? Uh, I was around, but I wasn't paying much attention to early humans. The week played an important economic role. Once a week, there was a market day. There are two prevailing hypotheses about why this might be every seven days. The first has to do with... Me! Uh, no, the moon. The phases of the moon repeat about every 29 and a half days. Pomegranates for sale, get your pomegranates. I'm telling you, we have got to start having these market days more often than every 29 and a half days. I can't keep food fresh that long. I, these last few days, I'm eating moldy celery. Moldy celery, I tell you. Maybe we need market days four times every lunar cycle. That's a good idea. Either that or someone has to invent a tiny closet that stays cold and we can put our food inside it and it won't rot. I'll call it a refrigerator. She's speaking in tongues. She's speaking in tongues. Authorities. No, I was just proposing a new idea. No. 29 and a half divided by four is closer to seven than any other whole number. This may be the origin of the seven day week. What about this other hypothesis? Does it have to do with me? No, with Babylon. Babylon? Can they get to a culture that worships me? The Babylonians noticed there were seven celestial bodies that didn't move the way the stars did. Five planets, the sun, and the moon. The number seven became central to their religion. The great priest and oracle will answer your questions now. Oh, great priest, how many sheep should be sacrificed to Marduk? Seven. Oh, great priest. Every how many days should we hold markets? Seven. 
Oh, great priest. How many fingers am I holding up? Seven? No, I was holding up three. You need to see an ophthalmologist. She's speaking in tongues. She's speaking in tongues. Authorities. No, I was just trying to help. Assist with his eyesight. No. The Babylonians. Wait. I am Galileo Galilei. I must tell the truth about the solar system. There are more than five planets. True, Galileo, but there are only five visible to the naked eye. The Babylonians were way before you invented the telescope. <laughs> Cardinal Biggles, there he is, after him. Got the Council of Cardinals, I have to run. Nice of Galileo to stop by. I hope he gets away. Can we get away from Babylon? Yes. The Babylonians were quite influential in Asia and Europe. Whether through conquest, assimilation, or just admiration, their ideas spread. Those Babylonians sure are good at conquering things. We can't even conquer old Widow Magda's sheep farm. Well, maybe we should do things the Babylonian way. Like using military formations. No. Like offering some sort of training for new recruits. Nah, what I was thinking. Like adopting a seven-day week? <gasps> On the nose! You know what else? What if we invented siege engines like ballistas and trebuchets? She, she's speaking in tongues! She's speaking in tongues! Authorities! No, I'm just trying to create the military-industrial complex! No! Among the cultures that adopted Babylon's seven-day week were the ancient Greeks. Greece! Yes! They love me there. The famous conqueror, Alexander the Great, built a vast empire, and he spread the seven-day week throughout it. Is this thing on? Oh, good. Hear ye, hear ye! By dictate of our great emperor, Alexander, there shall now be seven days in a week, and they shall be called Al, X, and Er, Alex, Ander, and Alexander. That was mouthful. Yes, it's been a hard week of proclamations. Thank God it's Ander, am I right? No, 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 no. I know a day was named after me. Well, that takes us to Rome. Finally! I'm big in Rome, baby. The Romans began with an eight-day week, which they called the Nundany. Oddly, that name is based on the Latin word for nine. The Romans counted the market day as both the first day of the new week and the last day of the previous week. Were those eight days named for me? No, they used the first eight letters of the Latin alphabet. But then the Romans encountered the Greeks and other cultures that had seven-day weeks. It caught on, but not all at once. For over a century, some parts of the empire were using an eight-day week and others only seven. I have come from a chariot. Nah, it's not ready yet. You promised it would be repaired in a week. Yeah, so I still have one more day to get it done. Keep your tunic on. When the Romans finally agreed to a seven-day week across the empire, they named the seven days for those same heavenly bodies that so fascinated the Babylonians. I am a heavenly body. Yes, you are, Jupiter. Mm, thank you for noticing. Oh, uh, I was speaking astronomically. Back to the names of the days of the week. 
I can only assume my day comes first. As it turns out, no. The first day is named for the sun, Helios. Ah, the sun, of course. Big, bright, major part of the day. I get it. Job's day is second. Again, no. That day is named for the moon, Luna. The moon. All right, fine. Now, Joe's day. Sorry, but no, it's for Mars. Mars? Mars? How is this possible? I don't know. How the days got their ordering is a matter of some disagreement among historians. Just tell me I'm fourth. Right in the middle, making the whole week balance out. Next up, Mercury's day. The, the messenger boy is before me. Afraid so. Wait. Oh, wait. I get it. Save the best for last. My day is the seventh day, right? No, but good news. You're next. Fifth day is Jove's day. Ah, so I'm not first. I'm not last. At least I'm right before somebody. Who? Who's after me? Venus. The day of Venus is the sixth. Ha! <laughs> Venus! Loser. And we round it out with the day dedicated to Saturn. Saturn? My father? No, no, no. Don't let Saturn come near me. Please, please, please. No, 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 Saturn. Oh, serious daddy issues. You wouldn't understand, man. Your father didn't try to eat his children. Right. Sorry, Jupiter. We don't have to talk about him anymore, right? Just his day. You see, Saturn's day is the only one that doesn't end up getting changed to some other name. It ends up abbreviated to Saturday, but it's the only day of the week in English still dedicated to a Roman deity. Wait, what's going to happen to my day? Let's get to that. Much like the Babylonians and Alexander, the Romans spread their ideas through conquest. In the year 43, they conquered an island called Britain. Oofta. Germanic people who don't even know my glory, right? Correct. In fact, at that time, the people of Britain worshipped the Norse gods. Now, the Romans wanted things done their way, but they were clever enough to sweeten the deal, make it more palatable. The conquered people had to accept a seven-day week, but the Romans were willing to let them rename the days for their own gods. Order! Order, please! Ugh. I'll have more mead. No, I don't mean that kind of order. I would like to call this meeting of the committee to determine culturally appropriate nomenclature for the days of the week to order. He's speaking in tongues. He's speaking in tongues. Authority. Please, we can't take him away. We've already done that joke three times. A fourth one isn't funny. <laughs> we may be barbarians, but we understand the rule of three. Sorry. My comedy's a little rusty. Please, my friends of the North, can we get back on point? We Romans would like to compromise. Find names for the days that are acceptable to you. And uh, here is my proposal. Oh, oh, he's asking you to marry him, Ulf. Well, we'll have to see what kind of dowry he's offering. No, no. No, not that kind of proposal. I suggest that we tell you who each of our days is named for, and then you determine who the corresponding deity is in your culture. I get it. 
Go on, Proconsul. Who is your first gay named for? Helios. Very bright body that crosses the sky in the day and makes everything light. The sun? Good job, Leaf. The sun. We'll call it Sunday. What's next? Luna also crosses the sky, but at night... Oxen. Oxen don't cross the sky. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes uh, Luna is very full and, and white and other times only half a circle or a tiny crescent or entirely dark. A sparrow. I don't think he's talking about a bird. They cross the sky. They do. Proconsul, is it a bird? No. Just like, just like the sun crosses the sky in the day, Luna is a white circle which crosses the sky in the night. Could he mean the moon? Ulrika, that's it. He's talking about the moon. Day two, moon day. This is going to be easy. What's next, Proconsul? The third day is named for Mars, the god of war. He must be speaking of two. Right, two. So, Sunday, moon day, Tuesday. So far, so good. Next, Mercury's day. Mercury is the messenger of the gods. Uh, no idea. He's very clever. That could be a lot of them. A trickster. A god of mischief. Wait one second. Is he talking about Loki? <laughs> you want us to name a day in honor of Loki? Loki, the father of monsters. Loki, who got drunk and gave away Mjolnir to a giant who was disguised as a beautiful woman, thereby giving control of Asgard to the enemy? Loki, who stole the Tesseract and used it to open a portal to space and bring in an alien army to take over New York City. What? Who is this guy? I'm Bob Exasper. No! Bob! 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 What are you doing here? You are not a part of this sketch. But I know everything about the Norse gods. I've watched the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. There is no MCU yet, Bob. This meeting is taking place in the first century. Get out! I've even watched all the deleted scenes. Out! Fine. So sorry for the interruption. Go back to what you were saying. Where were we? I had suggested naming a day for the one you call Loki. We will not name a day for Loki. Move on. Yes, but, but we need a fourth day. I said, move on. Yes, very good. Let's move on. Uh, Jove's day. Jove is the ruler of the gods. Oh, you mean Woden? Yes, god of the sky and weather who hurls thunderbolts. What? I thought he said it was Woden. Now he's talking about Thor. Proconsul, which is it? The ruler of the gods or the one who hurls thunderbolts? Both. It's one and the same. <laughs> Wait one second. So there's Woden, wisest of the gods. 
the All-Father gave up his eyes so he could drink from Mirmir's well just to get more wisdom. And then there's Thor, who thinks the solution to every problem is to throw a hammer at it. And you Romans can't tell the two of them apart? Romans is so stupid! <laughs> they conquered us, didn't they? Oh, you got me there, Ulrika! Look, this is simple. We don't name a day for Loki. We name the fourth day Woden's Day, and the fifth is Thor's Day. Yes, that, that, <laughs> Whew, that would work. Uh, now, the sixth day is for Venus. She is the goddess of love and beauty. I think he means Freya. No, that sounds like Frigga to me. Freya. Frigga. Freya. Frigga. Excuse me. What if we call the day Friday? And it could be for both. These Romans really like glomming their gods together, don't they? It's a good compromise. Friday. We did it. We named the days of the week. Uh, no, we're not done. That was only six, not seven. Ah. Is seven much after six? Because I'm getting a bit hungry, hangry, even. You know, can't think when your tummy's empty. There's only one more. Perfect. What's this last one? Saturn's day. Saturn is the father of Jove. Saturn and his siblings fought a war against Jove and Jove's siblings over who would control everything. Woden didn't fight with his father. Maybe they mean Thor. I, they think Jove is both. Hmm, but Thor's father is Woden. They didn't fight either. Sorry, Proconsul, but we don't know who you're talking about. Saturn! We don't have one of those. And I'm getting really hungry. What if we just leave the seventh one well enough alone? Saturn's day. Sounds great. Leave, Orika. Fine with me. I like the sound of it. Good meeting. See everyone. Bye. <laughs> Watch out for oxen in the sky, Leaf. <laughs> That's it. The most widely accepted idea is that Saturn's day stuck around because there wasn't a corresponding god to pin it to. So my father gets to stick around in your language and I don't. I wouldn't say that. There's still a planet name for you. <laughs> the biggest planet. Oh, the biggest? Days of the week. Seven celestial bodies, six get renamed, one Roman holdover. I know. I'll start a petition. Change Thursday back to Jove's day. I don't think that's going to go over well. No. J-Dog's day. He's speaking in tongues. He's speaking in tongues. Authorities. You can't drag me out of here. I'm, I'm Jupiter. I'm a god. Besides, what about the rule of three? You mean the rule of seven? No! Thanks for listening. And remember, no matter the name of the day, it's a good day for a name. This episode of Namely was written by Eric Goldstein, 
and directed by Anna Christine. You heard the fantastic voices of Jupiter as himself. Doug Carrion. Anna Christine. Ryan Costello. Beth Gamboa. Marcus Jante. Jenna Sneed. Robert Zellers. And Eric Goldstein. Namely is produced in beautiful Reno, Nevada by Ryan Costello. And Eric Goldstein. It features sound design by Carver Goldstein and Eric Goldstein and original music, including our theme song by Stephen Alberti. If you have questions, comments, or an idea of a name you'd like us to explore in a future episode, send us an email. Our address is namelypodcast at gmail.com. On behalf of everyone at Pinky Pants Productions, thanks for listening and name on.